local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports this morning on a big hump day Wednesday and a chilly hump day morning. Right now, I think the temperature is somewhere in the mid to upper 30. So, uh, 37 at the airport right now. And uh, it's nippy, folks. So uh, dress uh, dress uh, warmly this morning a little bit. And I think the high is going to be in, what, mid-60s maybe? That's about it. You know, so it's going to be chilly. And I think uh, even t- again tonight, it's, it's going to get uh, cold. So uh, brace yourselves uh, and dress warmly uh, for this uh, time of the year. But, hey, what can you say? It's uh, football weather. In the meantime, uh, Major League Baseball last night uh, – and uh, the Yankees uh, get off the hump early as uh, they get a three-run homer early in the game and uh, from uh, Carlo Gio Stanton, and uh, they go on to beat the uh, the Guardians by a score five to one. And uh, what more? They, can they you really say? never looked back after no. that. Nestor uh, Cortez was uh, on fire. And let me tell you, the fans were rocking the cradle. Uh, oh, they were all over that guy. Yeah. I forget his name, uh, but. Uh, they were uh, all over him. <laughs> that they were, and uh, they fact, let him know it. Uh, the the second baseman, uh, Torres, yeah, uh, on even the last did it. out. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, of the game, too. So, you know, it's uh, the Yankees, uh, the, the the Yankee fans. And, you know, Jeff, when I was, they scanned the uh, stands and all with the fans, I didn't see any uh, ladies or women. It was all guys, young guys, old guys. You didn't see any women, uh, very few, you know, at the game. So, uh, in that regard, but the Yankees uh, take care of business, and they are uh, probably already in Houston tonight. Uh, yeah, they they probably flew last night. Uh, you you, you want to get ahead. I mean, if you wait too long to to make that trip, you could have a technical issue yeah. of some sort. So yeah, you you get out of town as soon as you can. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, but the Yankees are going to face probably the Cy Young of the American League tonight. Justin Verlander uh, just had a phenomenal year. I think he's 38, 39 years of age, pushing 40. Minute Maid Park tonight will be rocking, uh, uh, I'm sure. I wonder if they're going to open the roof. Uh, that'll be interesting. There, there are ground rules. But there are. You know, if the temperature is this, this, or that, uh, they have to have the roof open unless it's raining. And uh, it's an option, obviously, if it gets uh, above a certain temperature. Uh, but but if it... Uh, it's it's going to be 66 degrees tonight in Houston. This goes back to 2000. And they could say it's too cold. You know, uh, they, they maybe could so. certainly do that, too. Uh, uh, but but there are ground rules, and a lot of it comes from the 2005 World Series where the Astros wanted to keep the roof closed for noise, and the White Sox said, no, this is what it, the rule the, is. The, the, this the, is your own ground rule. Yeah, you know? but they, the, the Astros uh, being in their first World Series ever back in that year, the White Sox took them 4 nothing, I think, uh, in regards to that sweep back in uh, 05. Watch that game four with our old friend Frank Ellis, uh, mm-hmm. big Astro fan, and yeah, he he was not happy. <laughs> I guess not. Uh, they uh, I'm leaving now, Frank. Yeah, the White Sox just took care of business uh, in that particular uh, series. Elsewhere on the mound tonight for the Yankees is Jamison Tellison. Tellison. Uh, so uh, he uh, comes in fourteen and five, a three nine one ERA, while Justin Verlander. Uh, the righty, eighteen and four this year with a one point seven five uh earn run average. So uh that game tonight'll be on TBS. Uh wind would be around six miles per hour. Of course if the roof's closed, there's no wind at all in their perfect conditions. Uh Houston's a betting favorite tonight. The over and under seven. Uh Houston's a minus one eighty seven and uh 
pretty much reasons to like the Astros. Uh, they were um, they didn't put up the runs the Yankees did, thanks to all the home runs. But uh, the Astros got a few <laughs> a few igniters too. And as I mentioned yesterday, Altuve was over eighteen. It'll be interesting to see if he rebounds. Yeah, uh, he, should he be could be a big factor in this. Anyway, the Yankees they won the series pretty handily without him getting a that's hit right. too. That's that's correct too. But uh, Alvarez. Uh, he uh, he gets anything up in the strike zone. He'll powder that right field uh, uh, stand. So, of course, and also it works, too, for the Yankees uh, with uh, Stan and also with Judge. They get something up in the air, that, that left field. They can wear out those left field seats, too. Did, didn't see any stats with regards to uh, what the season series was. Uh, of course, I think they only played seven times. Not sure what that uh, that was. It'd be interesting to see. Of course, the pitching, uh, both teams, the second and third in the league uh, in pitching. Uh, and, and they had an interesting season series, too, because they were supposed to play the first week of the game. They had uh, you know, a Thursday doubleheader where that was it. Yeah. And a Thursday single game, um, that was it. Uh, so they had a, a weird series this year. They did, and uh, they, they're pretty much, uh, they line up pretty much together uh Home runs, of course, the Yankees were first in home runs, but Houston was fourth. The Yankees hit 254 homers uh, this year. The Astros, 214 uh, batting averages. Uh, the Astros have a nice lead. They hit 248 to 241 for the Yankees elsewhere on base percentage. Yankees have that, I'm sure, it'll due to a lot of walks, 325 to 319, probably intentional walks too. Elsewhere, slugging percentage, the Yankees 426 to the Astros 424. Stolen bases, the Yankees, you know, people don't think they run, but uh, 102 to 83, and they also have a new run, uh, stolen base. Uh, Bader gets on base, believe me, he's going to run, and he can play too, so uh, – uh, former Cardinal, uh, now the Yankees center fielder, it looks like, for through the playoff series. Elsewhere, uh, pitching, the Yankees finished third in the league at an ERA of 3-3-0, while the Astros were second at 2-9-0. Anybody, anytime you keep your ERA under three, it's pretty impressive. Elsewhere in the whip, uh, Yankees uh, were third in the league at 1.12, and the uh, whip for the Astros is 1.09. And whip for you folks that don't know what that means, it's walks and hits per inning. So uh, pretty impressive uh, in that regard. So uh, that's on tonight uh, for the Astros and the Yankees. That's the uh, uh, second game tonight. Of course, last night, uh, Philadelphia jumped out to a, a 1-0 lead in the best of a seven series. As Kyle Swarber got his swagger back. And, Jeff, he hit one into the nickel seats uh, at 488 feet. That's the longest home run ever been hit in San Diego, I do believe. And uh, he was struggling, too, uh, in that regard through the course of uh, the series or uh, the, uh, the other series with the Braves. But uh, if he gets his uh, swagger back, uh, he can uh, – uh, he can launch balls all the time, but the only thing, uh, his weakness, he does strike out a lot. I think he struck out over 200 times this year, so uh, that could come into play too. So uh, anyway, the Phillies uh, one up on the Padres, uh, two to nothing. They beat them last night, and uh, at first I, I'd missed that home run. I, can't, I was going back and forth between uh, a couple things, and uh, at first I thought it was Bryce Harper hit the ball. The 488 feet, but I, when I realized it, it was uh, Kyle Swarber. Kyle has hit some momentum. We we used to call him shore bombs in, in when he was with the Cubs uh, because if, if he didn't have many that just went uh, to the 
basket at Wrigley yeah. Field. Uh, when he hit them, you knew they they were going to be out of there. But you know the Padres have had some hitting problems. They got past the Dodgers, but not scoring a ton of runs. Right. Uh, their pitching uh, kept them in games, and obviously their pitching kept them in the game yesterday. Yeah, Darvish but, did a pretty good job. Yeah, but the batters uh, are going to have to start to literally step up to the plate. That they will, too, and it's going to be interesting to see how that's going to go tonight. Uh, Baton Rouge Navy, Aaron Nola is going to throw for the Phillies tonight, uh, and he'll be facing oh. his brother, too. Yeah, I was going to say a lot has been made about the <laughs> fact that these two kids from New Orleans, uh, both going through LSU, have made it to the majors and have seen some success. Yeah, so Aaron Nola, and hard to believe, he's got an 11-13 mark this year with an ERA at 3.25. Uh, uh, Blake Snell. The yeah, lefty. I'd be curious to know what he's like since they started to turn it around, though. Too. True, the, true. The, this is a team that had two completely different halves. Yeah, that they did. And take out uh, the Cardinals, who had a pretty good year, and then beat the defending uh, World Series champs, the Braves, and take them out. And uh, the Phillies are right now are moving forward. Of course, the last time uh, they won a World Series was in 2008. Uh, when they beat, I think, the then Yankees, I think, uh, in the World Series. Was it that year in 08? I'm trying to recall. I think it was. Boston, maybe? Uh, possibly, yeah. That'd be the only two. Or Colorado. No, no, no. Yeah, that's right. No, Colorado lost to an American League team. That was in 06. Or maybe they beat Tampa. No. I remember I was in Florida. I was in at Key West and... Uh, I'm trying to recall who they beat. It was Boston. Philadelphia beat Boston. Uh, I'm certain of that now because I remember a lot of Boston The Yankees came back the next year to beat the Phillies, I think. And that's the last time. Yeah, the last time the Yankees won the World Series. So uh, in that uh, regard. Anyway, uh, Phillies, a 1-0 lead. You know, it's big to take the first game on uh, your opponent's turf. And uh, the Philly fanatic uh, (laughs) – He'll be wound up when they head back to Philadelphia. I think that's for a uh, Friday game, Friday night, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, uh, and they play this afternoon. They've got the day off and then uh, Friday. Yeah, Friday afternoon they'll play uh, Aaron Nola, uh, Catholic High uh, boy from uh, from Baton Rouge. Uh, I would think that would be Friday night, huh? Yeah, I think so. Let me just check to make sure. But, uh, because that's the AL off day. Yeah, let's see. Uh, of course, the Yankees in uh, Houston go at it again tomorrow night at 637. And then uh, Friday, yeah, in Philadelphia at 637. Uh, the uh, the uh, San, Diego, San Diego heads to Philadelphia. And, uh, and if there's a of course, the Saturday game, the Yankees-Astros will be the afternoon game uh, Saturday, while San Diego and Philadelphia will be the uh, night game. And if there is a fifth game, uh, if necessary, uh, in Philadelphia, it'll be the afternoon game, while the Yankees and the Astros will be the night game. Uh, that'll be their f- what, fourth game uh, on Sunday. So uh, Major League Baseball uh, heating up. And, uh, of course, they're fighting football uh, in that regard. So, but... It should be interesting, Jeff, with uh, uh, Major League Baseball right now. So uh, the games, uh, uh, they draw fans. Uh, of course, at one time the World Series was king, but World Series was usually in the first week in October. And then with all the uh, wild cards and the division races uh, since the late 60s, uh, it stretched another eight to ten days. And now it's uh, – I think they're going to possibly play games in uh, November. But I'm pretty the sure fact- when the Cubs played Cleveland, uh, the last game was either November 1st or 2nd. Yeah, well, you remember uh, 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 
uh, Jeter was known as Mr. November yeah. in that regard. So, uh, anyway, elsewhere in the NFL, the Saints, uh, they're getting ready to play tomorrow night on uh, about 7.15 out in Arizona. And uh, Chris Olave looks like he's uh, cleared protocol with a concussion. Uh, so, he'll be able to play. Uh, Jarvis Landry and Michael Thomas uh, will not. And the Saints emergency quarterback, Jameis Winston. I'm trying to figure that out. If he's the emergency quarterback, why will uh, you know? He, he was on Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Well, he's also will be tomorrow night. Okay. And uh, I'm not sure. I hadn't seen anything on the clearance of Andy Dalton yet. I know he's been limited or maybe didn't practice in that regard. So, uh, but they also, I'm hearing good news about Trevor Penning. Uh, uh, he's got an opportunity uh, possibly to play uh, maybe next month. And he's starting to show progress with regards to his uh, toe injury. And uh, the Saints, uh, you know, could use some uh, help. Uh, of course, the number one, the second number one draft pick for the Saints uh, in the draft back in uh, April. Hopefully uh, he can come through. But uh, in the meantime, uh, the Saints uh, head to Arizona to take on uh, – the Cardinals, and I think Hopkins is going to be eligible to play his first game Thursday night. Uh, he's been on the uh, uh, unable to perform list due to his, uh, I guess, steroid use, HGH use, uh, one of the, uh, uh, I guess, uh, where they're not allowed uh, drugs to take. So uh, he's been out for the first six, seven weeks of the season. Uh, Saints uh, injury report uh not much has changed, you know, since I think you made notice of it. Was yeah. it Monday? You, uh, but well, the, about the only uh, change, uh, Marcus May uh, looks like he's upgraded to uh, full participate in status. Well, that's a good thing. So they could use some help back there uh, with the Saints. But offensive guard, uh, let's see, uh, upgraded. Yeah, Tuesday was at Marcus May, as you said, with his rib. He had a rib injury and upgraded to full participant status. Meanwhile, offensive guard Andres Pete. With a chest, tight end Adam Troutman, uh, ankle, defensive back Marshawn Lattimore, abdomen, receivers Michael Thomas, toe, Jarvis Landry, ankle, Keith uh, Kirkwood, ankle, continue to miss practice. So Troutman suffered a high ankle sprain in Sunday's loss against Cincinnati. Could be required to miss some time, but the injury is not considered severe after an MRI Monday. Elsewhere, quarterback Andy Dalton back and Jameis Winston back ankle, running back Mark Ingram knee, Defensive back Paulson Debo knee, uh, defensive end Peyton Turner chest, offensive lineman Calvin uh, Throckmorton hip, Ryan Ramchek uh, uh, just rest. I'm not sure what that means. We're all limited in Tuesday's practice, but there was one other positive, and that's the rookie offensive tackle, as I mentioned, Trevor Penning, who has been on injury reserve the entire season with a severe toe turf toe injury, was wearing a walking boot in the locker room Tuesday, and. Uh, uh, Penning had been getting around on a scooter, so he's trending in the right direction. He could be out of the walking boot soon, and Elger would return off the injured reserve whenever he is healthy. So uh, I've got to admit, I really don't know what turf toe is. Is that jamming? No, I think it's more of a broken toe. Okay. You know, and, uh, you know, he had ligament damage in that toe. And uh, the turf toe, uh, it's not literally because of the turf. It's, uh, yeah. it's, it's an injury to the toe itself and uh, with swelling. And most of the time, I understood it was a broken toe. You know, you, the little bones in there, a bone uh, breaks or someone steps on it. And uh, it's a painful injury. And without your big toe, uh, a lot of balance comes into play, too. So uh, with uh, pinning, uh, hopefully. It's the captain of the foot. That's right, pretty much. Uh, 
in that regard. And turf toe, everybody thinks when they hear turf toe, they think about uh, it was a turf. Maybe a, you think a bruise or, 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 or some type of uh, rash on the toe or whatever because of the playing on the turf. But uh, it, it's basically a broken toe or ligament damage to your toe. But uh, Saints, uh, hopefully, we'll see what they have. As I mentioned, uh, Hopkins for the uh, for, for for the Cardinals will be back this week and uh, just another weapon uh, for Kyle Murray to have in his arsenal as the Saints uh, uh, will see if uh, they can slow down the Cardinals. But they've had the Cardinals have had their their problems scoring points too. So uh, they're not hitting on all cylinders. They come into the game two and four right now. I was trying to see if uh, if anything with the point spread is uh, maybe changed due to the fact that. Uh, 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 well, Olave's going to play. No, if anything, the point spread started off two, went up to two and a half, then came back to two, then went down to one and a half, and even one, even to pick it yesterday uh, morning sometime, and then it's back up to t- two uh, again uh, for Arizona. So, uh, um, anyway, we'll see uh, tomorrow night, Prime uh, Arizona, uh, you call it Amazon Prime, I guess. Yeah. Is the only way you can watch the game. And uh, there are a few outlets. Or, or you can drive to New Orleans. Really? And watch it on Channel 4, I think. Oh, okay. So they will have it. Uh, it uh, local television markets do get to broadcast the game. Okay. All right. Didn't know that. Did yeah. not know that. And uh, they say here Amazon, but uh, local markets. And uh, so in New Orleans 4 is CBS. It's uh, right. the old WWL station, I think. Uh, yeah. Mr. Benson bought the Fox station down there years ago. I think he gave it up, though. He did. And then Ray you Tom have. Uh, now, I think. Uh, WDSU is uh, usually was the NBC affiliate. Yes, and I'm trying to remember who the ABC affiliate WVU used to be eight. No, yeah. but then they switched. Oh, that's right. And then the, You're right. They became the Fox affiliate, uh, and then uh, Channel 26 became the ABC affiliate. Yeah, and that's WVUE. So yeah. uh, anyway, the Saints. Uh, Let's see if they can get something going in the meantime, folks. So, uh, but baseball later on to, today and tonight. And uh, should be interesting uh, matchups. So, college uh, football, uh, the LSU Tigers looking at the Rebels of Ole Miss coming to town uh, Saturday as the game gets underway in Tiger Stadium uh, for that big uh, face-off. And uh, I'm sure the Tiger uh, faithful are glad they're not uh, playing at uh, 11 o'clock, so to speak. It's yeah, 2.30, Yeah, it's a little though. bit better. Yeah, 2.30, though. So, uh, time to get going. It's not going to be on CBS. Uh, LSU – uh, is now a two-point favorite in that game. Uh, when it started off, uh, it was a picket uh, back on uh, the 16th uh, Sunday. And uh, LSU uh, Ole Miss got up to a one-and-a-half point favorite. Uh, and then the tide has turned. I'm wondering if anybody is injured for uh, Ole Miss or they've got questions in that regard, not sure. But uh, they used to play this game uh, back in the day uh, during Halloween week. Of course, the famous Billy Cannon run back in uh, 59 that uh, secured the Heisman Trophy for him as he broke uh, numerous tackles on an 89-yard jaunt on the, uh, I guess that was the west side of the stadium back in the day. Um, Anyway, um, the Tigers and Ole Miss, ancient rivals, uh, the rivalries died just a shade, but uh, LSU, Alabama, LSU, uh, Florida have kind of been uh, kind of rivals now. And we'll see what uh, the Tigers have in store. And uh, they're picked to win the game. So uh, had a great game last week against Billy Napier and the Florida Gators. And 
What more can you say, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. the odds makers may uh, think, too, that uh, Booty and uh, Daniels uh, have found their rhythm, and uh, hopefully they can uh, expound on what they did this past week. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting, too. So, uh, Ole Miss, um, they can score points now. Uh, don't put that past them. So, it should be an explosive game. But what's carried LSU for the first uh, five weeks of the season has pretty much been their defense. And their, their front four can get after you. They have a lot of speed, a lot of athletic ability, and uh, can harass a passer in that regard. So it um, should be an interesting contest as the Ole Miss Rebels uh, can put up the points. Anyway, uh, Jeff, we got a couple of high school coaches uh, yeah. uh, to get on the air in the next few minutes uh, in that regard. Coach Artie Lauza uh, from the Delcom Panthers and Coach uh, Rick Hudson from the Highland uh, Baptist Bears. Uh, we'll have them on uh, through in the next uh, two segments uh, for uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio. And uh, not sure um, what uh, they had to tell you uh, Saturday morning with the sports corner, but uh, we're ready to take a little break right yeah. now. Uh, let's go ahead and do it. Anyway, uh, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with a couple of high school football coaches right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at Southern Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennies made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has yet covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com celebrating 75 years in business danos has been setting the standard for generations become part of something bigger join the team we're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions and you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS great jobs great people that's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. 
Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Wednesday, October the 19th. And on the line with us is head football coach at the, with the Delcom Panthers, Artie Laouza. Artie, good morning and welcome Actually, to the show. Actually, I haven't had a chance to oh, get him Oh, hadn't on. had him on yet? Oh, um, sorry about to, that. Went to voicemail there. Okay. Oh, thought you'd had him. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, uh, Jeff, just uh, real quickly, uh, you know, I didn't realize this. I was looking over uh, the Astros-Yankees uh, game later on today. The Astros have only played three games in two weeks. And, uh, you know, from July to uh, the first week in October, they played literally uh, uh, just about every day. And, of course, they had one of the uh, two buys in the American League along with the Yankees. And you wonder how that's going to affect a team when you're not playing every day, even though you have maybe uh, semi-games between your team and all, but uh, not playing, you know, and seeing the hard fastballs and – so you wonder how uh, rusty the Astros will be tonight. And, uh, and maybe they showed that a little bit in game one of that series where they fell behind, uh, but then they warmed up yeah, uh, they throughout did. the game and came back with an impressive uh, come-from-behind win uh, in game one. And then I'm not going to say they cruised the rest of the way, but obviously uh, that 18-inning game is not cruising to no, victory when no. you're scoreless until number 18. But uh, but obviously, uh, I'm sure it showed a little bit there in that series. Well, you're right, and but it's just amazing. But uh, Alvarez was just on fire, you know, hitting the big three-run homer uh, to win the game on the last strike, and uh, they go ahead and beat the uh, Seattle with the Mariners eight to seven. I think the final score was, and they go win the next game, and then uh, with a he hits a solo homer, I think, in. The, bottom of the eighth uh to uh get the go-ahead run on the board actually i think it was maybe in the seventh uh, two-run home they were down two to one and then he hits the two-run homer and they're up three to two and then they went on to hold that lead yeah and then the last they may game, have improved upon it too the last game going to 18 innings uh so maybe they played four games yeah there you go <laughs> anyway but the astros uh, played three games in the last two weeks. Uh, we'll wonder how that's going to come into play with their series against the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees uh, had to go five games to uh, take down their opponent last night, the Guardians. So, um, And the Yankees got the big bombers. You know, they hit 250 home runs. And uh, Houston's porches down the left and right field line uh, really aren't that deep either. You get a ball up in the air, it's going to travel out. And uh, – and, uh, of course, uh, years ago they had the uh, elevation in center field. They've gotten smart and got rid of that as it was really tough on a lot of outfielders. And, but that was uh, kind of the point, to have a home field advantage. True. But, you know, just like uh, how uh, Carly Yastrzemski owned uh, the Green Monster, yeah. you wanted a guy out there who was so familiar with the angles and, you know, a guy comes in from Chicago or um, in New York and not as familiar with that Green Monster. Same with center field in Houston, um, there would be a way to play that, uh, be prepared for it. I'm going to blow you away with this, too. You know, Ted Williams played out in left field for the uh, Red Sox all of his many years, his four decades with the uh, Red Sox. And I I don't know why I got into a a discussion with someone about uh, his fielding prowess was never really great. You know, he could swing the bat. But I said, uh, I don't know, Williams, uh, you know, back then, you know, the scorekeepers uh, were pretty uh, generous with, with base hits back then. And I, I'm not so sure. 
and we looked it up. Ted Williams, I think, had less errors in left field than Roberto Clemente had in right field for the Pirates, if you can believe that. Mm. Of course, I'm sure Clemente threw out a lot more ball players at uh, second base and third base, for that matter, and even home plate. But uh, Williams uh, didn't have as many. It was just a difference of a few. And I was was totally surprised with Roberto Clemente. You always thought uh, him being, and he was a gold-glove outfielder, had probably one of the best arms Mm -hmm. in the National League back in the day when he played in the mid-50s all the way to 72 when he tragically was killed in an airplane uh, accident trying to help uh, people uh, after an earthquake. So, uh, in, a, in a very questionable aircraft, as, as yeah. we find out, uh, there were some warning signs that uh, one, I think it was overloaded, weight, uh, plus there had been some mechanical concerns prior to takeoff. Yeah, and uh, the late, great Roberto Clemente uh, was taken from us. Uh, uh, amazing, he'd gotten his 3,000th hit and his last at-bat of the last game of the season of course, the Pirates were the defending uh, uh, World Series champs who didn't make the playoffs, I don't believe, that year. Or they lost to the Reds, one or the other. Yeah, um, I don't think they made it, though. Uh, they, in 71, they, they beat the Orioles in a, in a seventh-game series. I'm just trying to think who else would have won that division. Yeah, you, they might have. I just don't remember them winning that division. Back then, though, there were just two divisions. And uh, playing for the uh, the Phillies – it was the Reds over the Pirates, three games to two. Okay, and he did. They did make the playoffs, and uh, and then over in the other side, I'm I'm pretty sure it was the A's and Detroit. Detroit, is that right? I believe so. Yeah, Billy was Billy Morton. I think was the manager of Detroit back then. I don't think Sparky came into play until a few years later. Uh, Oakland beat Detroit three games to two. Okay. And that was when it was a five-game series, not right. a seven. It wasn't seven until 87, I yeah, think. Yeah, somewhere in there. And plus, it was like best two out of three at one time. And when they first got started back in uh, the late 60s, 69, I think it was Atlanta uh, and the Mets. Yes. The Mets, the Miracle Mets. And over in the American League, it had to be Baltimore. And I'm trying to think who uh, was on the – it might have been the A's. It may have been the Twins. Or the Twins. Yeah, it was the Twins. It was the Twins in 69. That was the first year. The last, you know, the last, when you think of it, the last true pennant race. And, and you're, well, it, it may have been a best of five because Baltimore swept in three games to none. Well, yeah, it could have been then. I, I, I don't just, remember it. I just remember the best two out of three back in uh, the day. I, I, I want to say maybe that was for the division play, not the uh, Didn't they have a division tiebreaker that was a best of three one yeah, year? Yeah, but, but they didn't. Of course, you only had four teams make the playoffs back then. I'm, I'm not, I, no, I mean a, a pennant tiebreaker. Oh, two teams. Oh, good question. I don't know that. I know the Dodgers, the last – uh, pennant tie that I remember with the Dodgers and the Giants in 62. And that may have been a best of three. It was. It was. Yeah. And because the Giants beat them two, two to one and uh, in that series, that's the year Maury Wills stole 104 bases. And matter of fact, I can remember hustling home from school to watch the games because they were on the West Coast. So they wouldn't start until uh, 1 o'clock their time, but it would be 3 o'clock our time so when you get home they were probably in about the uh, second third fourth inning so you could watch majority of the game uh, uh the games back then so when the giants and the dodgers were going at it and of course the giants beat the dodgers and end up playing the yankees in 62 and lost in the uh seventh game 
when Willie McCovey hit a screamer to Bobby Richardson at second base with the bases loaded, and they were down by a run. If the ball gets by Richardson, the Giants probably win the World Series that, that year. But didn't meant to be. Of course, uh, uh, Richardson, uh, Bobby Richardson, he coached the uh, South Carolina baseball team at one time uh, in college, the Gamecocks. But anyway, tonight, the Yankees-Astros uh, this afternoon will be the Phillies uh, – uh, taking on uh, San Diego, uh, out in San Diego. And uh, uh, after this game today, they'll move to uh, Philadelphia uh, for a Friday night matchup while the Yankees and the uh, Astros go at it again tomorrow for game two at uh, pretty sure 637 first pitch, uh, our time zone. So uh, in the meantime, uh, Saints uh, tomorrow night, uh, Prime uh, Amazon Prime. So if you don't have access to that, uh, there are a few locations uh, here in town. Uh, you might be able to have an adult beverage and watch the ball game. Uh, in that regard, uh, one of our sponsors, too, of uh, Bayou Sports at the Quarter Tavern, Jeff. Absolutely. And, again, a fundraiser beginning at 5. You can get a, a barbecue dinner for $10. Again, a benefit for a bartender who's got some medical expenses that we're trying to defray. Uh, and that, again, all begins at 5, but the game will be on. Most of the TVs there at the Quarter Tavern, and uh, again, just a great opportunity to raise some funds, have a good time, and uh, hopefully watch the Saints win. Yeah, hopefully so. They uh, they've got some uh, issues health-wise. It seems like everybody on the roster has uh, been limited in practice at one time or another. Hopefully, they can get some bodies back. Uh, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the broadcast, that uh, Jameis Winston will be their emergency QB uh, for the Saints. So. Uh, I hadn't seen – is Tyson, uh, Taysom Hill going to start this game? Andy Dalton also being uh, – Well, he's questionable. He was limited in practice, so we'll see what happens. Okay, so. uh, but that, that announcement hadn't been uh, made where he's not going to be the quarterback, has it? No. Okay. Again, he's okay. just questionable at okay. this point. All right. And um, anyway, so we'll see how that's going to come into play tomorrow night with the Saints. Uh, like I said uh, – Carolina. I was trying to see what uh, what they've done previously in some of their games. Uh, they've had their issues also uh, for that. And um, let's see. I see an article where the NFL is adding a Black Friday game next season. Where that will be streamed exclusively on Prime Video. As people do their Black Friday shopping on Amazon, they'll be able to click and uh, find a Friday night fo- a Friday. Black Friday football game. Yeah, it says that the game will take place at 3 p.m. Eastern time. That'd be two, uh, two o'clock our time on November 23rd. Uh, Obviously, teams to be announced. But. Yes, uh, in that. But the NFL typically schedules, you know, a triple header on Thanksgiving. You know, this. I want to say that, have they changed that? Well, they say here in this article that uh, typically the triple header on Thanksgiving. Now the league will extend its dominance of the holiday to draw millions of viewers on a day when much of the country is off from work. Amazon wants Americans to stay home during their biggest day of the competition with brick-and-mortar stores. Naturally, they'll use NFL broadcast to push viewers to buy on Amazon instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it works hand-in-hand hand there. Anyway, the NFL appears to be uh, tiptoeing right up to the line of Sport Broadcasting Act, tweeting the athletic Stuart Mandel. But uh, anyway, the NFL's antitrust exemption does not allow it to broadcast all or any substantial part of games on Fridays after 6 p.m. local through the second week of December. Interesting. Did not know that uh, in that regard. So, Because uh, of high school? Yeah, uh, I think high school and even, you know, there are a lot of college games 
uh, through that time. And uh, I'm not sure the reason for that or if that's a, basically a law. Uh, I can't even imagine. Yeah, the NFL's antitrust exemption does not allow it to broadcast all or substantial part of a game on Fridays after 6 p.m. local through the second week of December. It's got to have something to do with high school sports. Yeah, it's, uh, and, and I didn't think they had an antitrust exemption because if you ask me, there's a couple of leagues going on right now. That's right. You know, I mean, there's... Who knows? Who knows uh, the powers to be? Anyway, a little lightning round here. Coats owner Jim Ursay said there's merit to remove Dan Snyder as the owner of the NFL's annual fall meeting where Jerry Jones and Robert Kraft reportedly got in a heated exchange over Roger Goodell's contract. Uh, that's interesting uh, in that regard. Uh, the NFL power ratings are out today. And, of course, you, the only undefeated team in the league, the Eagles, are the number one uh, power-rated team in the National Football League, followed by the Bills, Chiefs, Vikings, Giants. They're all 5-1 and one, except for the Chiefs, who are 4-2. and two. Uh, The Ravens come in at 6, Cowboys 7th, Chargers, Bengals 49ers. Then it's uh, the next five, 11 through 15, Jets, Rams, Titans, Buccaneers, Packers and Colts. Uh, elsewhere, uh, the Patriots, Dolphins, Seahawks, and Falcons. You know, the Falcons are three and three. They're game, half a game or game ahead of the Saints. Uh, 21 through 25, Cardinals, Saints at 22. They dropped from 17. Browns, Steelers, Raiders, the, the last uh, seven. The Jaguars, 26. Broncos, Lions, Commanders at 29th. The Texans, the Bears, and the Panthers come in uh, at uh, 32, and they're 1 in 5. So, uh, anyway. Um, Let's go ahead and take that break. Uh, okay. As we, yeah, uh, and we need to get Rick, uh, yeah, Rick Hudson on the line. Anyway, you listen to Bayou Sports here on Cane uh, Radio. We'll be back with head football coach Rick Hudson right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49. Because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answer to pain.com. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with LA Classic Roofing. We're a third generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports. Uh, Today on a big hump day, Wednesday, October the 19th, and on the line with us is head football coach of the Highland Baptist Bears, uh, Rick Hudson. Good morning, Coach. Welcome to the show as always. Good morning, guys. Yeah, how's it going, Coach? Uh, I know last week a tough game, but uh, you got another district game uh, this Friday. Uh, You're taking on the Generate Tigers, who – this year started off 3-1, and one, have had some issues at the last few games, but uh, big game Friday night for you, Coach, uh, there in your home field right there off of Trotter Street. And uh, Could you maybe uh, give us a little recap of last week and then about your future opponent Friday night, which will be aired on Kane Radio at uh, uh, airtime about 6.15 and kickoff, of course, around 7 o'clock. Well, last week was a was an entertaining game. If nothing else, uh, we jumped out to a fourteen to nothing lead. They came back and cut it to fourteen to twelve at halftime. Took the lead in the third quarter. Then we answered, and we were uh, leading twenty to eighteen going into the last quarter. And they got a score and a turnover, and and uh, we weren't able to answer those those last two touchdowns. And so that that was the final margin of thirty to to twenty. Coach. Um... Got with all the injuries that you had, uh, you had to be uh, pleased that maybe things are starting to come into some sync for the guys who had to step up. Well, we're going to find out today if we get one back from concussion protocol. Uh, and, and other than that, we had one that was sick last week with uh, with uh, stomach virus, and we had, we've had several of our players that we've been dealing with with that, uh, you know, missing practice and things like that. So. Uh, you know, you just, it's, it's kind of timing. You just hope you can get everybody healthy uh, by, by Friday night at 7 o'clock. Yeah, I, was gonna, I know you've had some changes. I was going to hit you up for uh, uh, probable starters uh, sometime between now and Friday uh, when you have a chance. But um, what, what have been some of the key changes uh, since the start of the season? Well, the most notable one is, you know, Parker Perry broke his ankle, and so we're, we're – uh, on to Blade White as our quarterback, and, and that's a tough job. I'm telling you, the, you know, uh, we didn't want to just change everything so that our uh, other players uh, didn't have to change what we'd already previously learned, and so we're trying to blend in what Blade can do with uh, what we already had in our offense, and uh, he's had he's had two good practices the last two days, so I think, you know, every week he gets a little bit better, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to uh, throw the ball a little more this week and, and won't be so one-dimensional. Very good. You got Generette, uh, like your own team, uh, Generette started out uh, with a bit of a spark, uh, and they've uh, sort of flared out a little bit since. Um, what do you know about the Tigers, and uh, what are the challenges they bring you? Well, statistically, they're the only team we've played this year that throws more than they run. Uh, right now, according to our huddle stats, you know, they throw nearly uh, two-thirds of the time, and they've got four or five good wide receivers that uh, – that's my biggest concern right now is just one-on-one. You know, if they get you in a one-on-one situation, um, they've got a height advantage on us and probably a speed advantage too. So, uh, you know, we're going to have to do some things to try to get the quarterback to get rid of the ball quickly. And, uh, you know, if he sits back there with too much time, it'll be hard for us to defend what they have. You know, Jenneret's coming off um, uh, probably the three best teams uh, they lost uh, central catholic got blown out 47 to nothing but then gave hansen 
pretty much all they can handle. Uh, 41 to 34 loss, then blown out against VC. Uh, do you do you worry that they're really battle tested right now? Well, they, that's the toughest stretch anybody could have in our district to play those three teams in a row. You know, you've got uh, two seven and zero teams and one six and one team right there. So that's about as good as it gets. And like you said, they uh, they really uh, they had several opportunities to beat uh, Hanson and and just weren't able to uh, to make the plays in the end. But uh, uh, you know, Hanson's got a very good team this year. And, and like you said, it was a forty-one thirty-four ball game. They actually had turnover early in the game on their opening drive where they drove all the way down to the two-yard line and had a fumble and and Hanson ran it back for a touchdown so that was a 14-point swing right at the beginning of the game um like I said their skill guys really concern me but their offensive and defensive lines are doing a great job too so uh you know I, I would say they're you know one of the definitely one of the better teams in our district despite whatever the record shows understood what do you believe are the keys to success Friday night going to have to try to play a little bit of offense with uh, excuse me play a little defense with our offense and hopefully we can make some first downs and keep the ball away and not give them a, a ton of snaps you know uh game they played a couple of weeks ago they had like 100 and 140 or 50 snaps in a game uh if we get in a, in a situation where there's that many snaps in a game we're, we're going to run out of bullets before the game's over so uh you know hopefully we can play good defense and and uh limit limit the length of their possessions, and, and hopefully on offense we can make some first downs and uh, and run some clock. If I remember right, it's senior night. Uh, talk to us a little bit about your senior class. Well, it, it you know, every year you, you hate to see these kids go, and we've had several kids this year, uh, you know, that have had to change positions because of the depth that we had on the offensive line. And, uh, you know, so they're doing things that, the team needed them to do, not necessarily what they uh, uh, maybe would like to do in terms of what position they're playing, but uh, it's a very unselfish group of young men, and uh, they've, they've kept their nose clean this year, you know, uh, which, you know, we don't have terrible discipline problems, but they've done a good job of, of uh, leading the, the younger players because we do have a very young team, uh, only, only uh, six seniors and only uh, four juniors, so uh, it's been a, it's a really young team, and, and like I said, their leadership has been good this year. Anything uh, fans need to know about this particular Friday night apart from senior night? No, that's about it. Uh, we also have the, the uh, parish cross-country uh, meet tomorrow that we're hosting out at Eagle Ridge and Cade. Uh, and then, of course, volleyball has got, I think, this week and next week, and, and then we'll see if we qualify for the playoffs and then won't be too long, and it'll be basketball and soccer. Very good. Yeah, you're talking about the golf course there in Cade? Yes. Yeah, interesting. You know, I always thought that that was uh, some of the most unique terrain in South Louisiana. Is that one of the reasons uh, you well, we utilize were, I was actually talking, yes. Yeah, I was actually talking with the cross-country coach about that yesterday. For as flat as our region is down here, that's going to be a, a, a relatively hilly course that they're uh, running on tomorrow. Excellent. Well, Coach, again, uh, I look forward to being out there, as as does Keith look forward to being out there on Friday night, and uh, we'll look forward to broadcasting that game. And if, if you can, uh, again, since it's been a while since we saw you a few weeks ago, uh, if you could shoot me your expected starters uh, between now and then, I'd appreciate it. Not a problem. We'll uh, get I, on that right away. I always appreciate your help, Coach. Uh, we'll talk to you Friday night. 
Good deal. See y'all then. All right. Good luck, Coach. Once again, appreciate Coach Rick Hudson. And once again, uh, Thursday night football. Uh, we're going to see Lauraville take on Ascension Episcopal, and then Friday night Generet Highland. Yeah, two pretty good ball games too. Uh, evenly matched. Yeah, that's uh, the key. Yeah. Evenly matched. Yeah, that that's correct. And uh, of course, the, as the breaks fall, um, I'm trying to. You know, he seems like his team's boy is stretched awful thin too, Jeff. I, I don't know what his numbers are like. Maybe on his varsity roster, uh, uh, 25, 30 kids, maybe uh, on a his varsity. A little more than that, I think. Okay, uh, but uh, having a uh, limited uh, senior and junior class, uh, boy, that's important. Uh, you know, the experience, uh, whether you. They're 15, 14 or 15 going up against a 16, 17, and in some cases, 18-year-old. That, that's a big difference, too. People don't realize that as uh, uh, males tend to grow a little bit more uh, in their late, later teen years. So uh, interesting ball game. Uh, Generatus, well, well, you mentioned, too, and I did. Uh, they started off 3-1, and one, have had their troubles uh, – uh, through the last few weeks, but uh, they're a formidable opponent. And I was surprised how much they throw the football, too, uh, in that regard. So, uh, interesting contest Friday night over there on Trotter, off of Trotter Street uh, with the Holland Baptist Bears. Take on the General Tigers. And, of course, Thursday night, tomorrow night, uh, the Lorville Tigers uh, taking on the Ascension Episcopal uh, Blue Gators. Another big ball game, too, in that uh, 8-2A district, Jeff. Uh, could decide uh, – uh, who knows uh, the outcome uh, of that game might uh, decide a district champion, too. Tell me what, too. Lauraville, um, right now their power points uh, heading into last week's game, and they won last week's game. They were number 14, and it's going to be a 28-team bracket. So, uh, again, I'm not sure if they're in a – because there's four teams that get a bye, I'm not – sure if they're in a position to get a home game or not at that 14 oh, position okay. correct so uh, another victory against a quality opponent uh, would better solidify the chance of a home game uh, in week one yeah and they still have uh catholic high and catholic high has lauraville in that regard so uh that will another be another game we'll have on. yeah that's right so uh interesting matchups uh in that regard so we'll see uh a lot of big high school football games, too, uh, this week for uh, our local teams, too, Jeff, as uh, the Delcom Panthers uh, take on uh, – they'll be at West St. Mary in a big ball game for them. Of course, we'll have uh, Friday night's uh, Highland Baptist Generette game. Elsewhere, uh, Lauraville, as we mentioned, uh, takes on Ascension Episcopal. That's a game we'll have here on uh, uh, Thursday night. Uh, elsewhere, the Panthers uh, will uh, – Take on uh, Franklin at Franklin uh, in an interesting broadcast. The Yellow Jackets uh, will travel to Como to take on the Spartans. And St. Martinville will have a home game against the Kaplan Pirates. So a little New Iberia uh, native uh, Coach Brody, uh, uh, former Catholic high player back in the uh, 08, 09 uh, era, is the head coach of Kaplan, the Pirates. So uh, we'll have uh, some interesting ball games. Uh, Meanwhile, uh, the big game around here, uh, Westgate Tigers, they're going to journey to Lafayette Christian to take on uh, uh, the, 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 that team. And uh, Lafayette Christian's hurting. Uh, uh, they got beat last week by four of the Turlings, who also uh, knocked off the Tigers uh, two weeks ago. So uh, some interesting ball games in our area for high school sports. You know, it'd be a big one uh, for Westgate. Uh, again, you talk about tie-breaking opportunities. This team beat that team. That team beat this team. Although that scenario doesn't really work. It would have worked better if 
the Knights had beaten Turlings, but right. they didn't. So no, and forget you, that scenario. And you know, uh, the the top ten teams here in four A form in the same district yeah, in, I mean, in Westgate, St. Thomas More, Turlings, and, and uh, LCA. That's another game in front of Westgate. Too. That's right. So but, but uh, right now they're just focused on uh, LCA. Yeah, you got to be too, just a fine football team, and uh, they've lost a couple games this year. So. Uh, um, an interesting contest, and uh, listen to Kane Radio. We'll have uh, a lot more football here uh, with the last three weeks of high school football and then the playoffs. So uh, a lot to go on, too, Jeff, in that regard. Before uh, we take the break, I uh, did get word from Coach uh, Lauzi. He had to pick up another class today, as he did last week. Okay. So he just wasn't able to join us, and we understand that. Sure. And the smaller schools, too, uh, coaches uh, – I have to help in a lot, so it's not just about uh, coaching in the afternoon. It's also classroom work and uh, some discipline uh, needed. So uh, we'll have him on again, I'm sure, uh, next week. But good luck to the Panthers as they uh, uh, take on, um, I believe, West St. Mary. I mentioned uh, Friday night over there. Uh, and uh, West St. Mary having their issues right now as uh, Coach uh, Artie Lyles is trying to get the Panthers back on a winning track after uh, losing – consecutive games to uh, Franklin and also Catholic High last week. So uh, good luck to the Delcom Panthers uh, this coming Friday night. There you go. Anyway, I'll go ahead and take our break. You're listening to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio here on a big hump day, uh, October the 19th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. The athletic field provides challenges that test the competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a bright new future for all of us. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music Thursday at 7 Jack and a special benefit for one of their bartenders to defray medical expenses, plus the Saints play this Thursday night as well. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 9 tennies made across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoors seating. Don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know. 
participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajero inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports on this big hump day, October the 19th. And uh, something we talked about just uh, briefly uh, in the first segment, uh, the uh, New Orleans Pelicans tip it off tonight up in Brooklyn when they take on the Nets. And it's safe to say that the Pelicans are facing some of the highest expectations in franchise history uh, going into this season. Uh, of course, the Pels last year, they experienced a taste of the playoffs and uh, – Boy, they man, Jeff. Last year they had a brutal start. I mean, I don't think they were like one in fifteen, two in sixteen, something of that nature uh, yeah, early in the year, and uh, came back uh, and played uh, just above five hundred for the rest of the year as they finished thirty six and forty six. Well, a lot of the same players uh, that were making that great run last uh, year towards the end of the year are back, along with a uh, star forward. Zion Williamson, and uh, he brings a lot to the table, too, even though, uh, boy, he twisted an ankle in a preseason game the other night, and I'm going, oh, here we go again. Mm -hmm. But uh, from what I understand, he's set to to see action tonight uh, for the first time since the 2021 year, and the Pels uh, tip off at 630 tonight against the Nets, uh, and uh, hopefully... um, they, you know, they have the odd makers uh, saying they, they could have a pretty good year, uh, probably finish above 500 if they keep uh, the team healthy, which is uh, – but the core players there to help win with Ingram and others are there and set to play. So uh, we'll see how the Pels uh, can go in that order. So uh, – and they're a pretty good bet in favor to make the playoffs. So uh, Yeah, well, one national story I saw in praising uh, the Pelicans or – talking positively about their chances this year uh, suggested that Zion doesn't have to feel he's carrying the team he's he's got uh, a good cast of characters out there oh yeah Ingram's a heck of a player too they got in a trade from the Lakers uh back in the day and of course they used that pick uh uh, when Anthony Davis went to the Lakers. And uh, the Lakers uh, last night got beat by the Warriors uh, in NBA action that kicked off yesterday. Warriors. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, uh, you know, Zion potentially. Did you see the uh, ring? That they no, I know out. they had the ceremony last night. I didn't see and, the, and uh, the. The ring uh, was sort of a, a tribute to Steph Curry. Oh, okay. I Didn't believe he was the MVP of the he series. Was, he was. And there's something. Does he wear number 16? I don't, boy, you got me now. Because the 16 karat diamonds. Really? And I think that had something to do with Steph Curry. Oh, wow. Anyway, uh, he was on fire last night, too, uh, in NBA action last night. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's just amazing. uh uh, how he shoots uh, any, from any distance in that regard and uh, usually makes uh, everything <laughs> around him uh, in uh, the league. So, uh, But last night, uh, of course, uh, opening, they had two games. Boston beat uh, Philadelphia 126-117. to 
while uh, Golden State took down the Lakers 123-109. to And uh, Steph Curry uh, had his usual game, uh, 33 points, 10 of 22 from the field, 9 of 9 free throws. Uh, in that regard, he had seven assists, but four turnovers. And uh, on the Lakers' side, of course, LeBron James, uh, 31 points, 12 out of 25 from the field, 4 for 4. He also had 14 rebounds, no blocks, and eight assists and five turnovers. So uh, Warriors take down – uh, the Lakers, uh, Warriors had a pretty good lead heading to the fourth quarter, too, as the Lakers outscored them by six. But uh, the Warriors end up winning by uh, 14. So, uh, And then, of course, tonight, uh, the uh, uh, Pelicans up in uh, Brooklyn, they're a three-point dog. Uh, Brooklyn, the over and under is 230. So uh, New Orleans uh, looking to have a pretty good year, Jeff, and uh, we'll uh, see how that transpires. And I, th- I still think I was asking you earlier. I can't remember if it was on the air, off, but uh, it seems to think their their network uh, is shown down here during the course uh, on some of our local cable affiliates. Uh, you can watch the Pels, I do believe. Yeah, they're going to be on Valley Sports tonight, okay? Which is Channel Thirty Eight. Uh, you know, mainly it's uh, Houston, Dallas, yeah, Dallas uh, network. Uh, but when there is a New Orleans sporting event. They'll preempt what's going on in Houston or Texas, um, whatever may be the case. So for those uh, with Cox Sports, it's 38. I believe it's 674. Well, no, actually, um, on DirecTV, they've got their own station. Um, It won't necessarily be on 674, which is Bally, Houston now. Okay. Anyway, I forgot to mention, too, uh, and I shouldn't have, uh, but the Cajuns uh, football, Mike Decimo's team heads to – uh, I should say they play in Lafayette uh, Saturday at uh, 4 o'clock as they take on the Arkansas State uh, Red Wolves in a big football game as uh, the Cajuns got back on the winning track last week, taking down Marshall up in Huntington uh, last Wednesday night. So good luck to the Cajuns and Coach uh, Mike Desimo as they take on the uh, Arkansas State uh, team. So uh, should be an interesting contest. I think the Cajuns are favored by a score. Uh, six points, seven points in that game. So good luck to the Raging Cajuns. And our three locals, too, uh, and Trey Amos, Peter LeBlanc, and uh, Zion uh, 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 Hill Green. So uh, good luck to the Cajuns in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, Jeff, uh, today in sports history, October the 19th, uh, taking place in 1923, Ban Johnson, who was the president of the American League back then, uh, baseball league, he prohibited boxing in their parks. Strange. Uh, don't know why, but uh, boxing was uh, in the golden age back then in the 20s and 30s. But uh, Ban Johnson said no more boxing in the baseball parks. <laughs> Elsewhere, in 1932, Jimmy Fox wins the AL MVP. Of course, uh, uh, Tom Hanks played the character in uh, a league of their own, but uh, Jimmy Fox uh, uh, never coached in that era uh, of women's uh uh, professional baseball. Uh, he came back uh, later years. Chuck Klein wins also in the National League uh, for that uh, award. Elsewhere, in 1933, the Berlin uh, Olympic Committee votes to introduce basketball to uh, the Olympic gold medal. Uh, and the United States won that first one. And, Jeff, they didn't play any games indoors. They were all outside on the dirt. And I think the last game was played for the United States won the gold medal uh, in rain, I do believe. Mm. Anyway, I need to check that. Elsewhere in 1949, the A's trade second baseman Nellie Fox to the White Sox for Joe Tipton. Of course, Nellie Fox, uh, with that tobacco chewing, he and the Go-Go Sox in 59 won the uh, – 
National League pennant, uh, I mean American League pennant, and that was the first time the uh, White Sox had won a pennant since the 1919 uh, Black Sox scandal. And saw Nelly Fox in his later years over playing for the Houston Colts, saw him get a base hit late in the game, and they beat the Giants in the old, before the Astrodome, old Colts Stadium. Still had that chaw in his uh, in his cheek. Mm. Anyway, in 1966, Bobby Orr makes his National Hockey League regular season debut for the Boston Bruins against the Detroit Red Wings. 1981, the National League uh, Championship, the Dodgers beat the Expos 3-2. to two. I think that was the first time the Expos, and that was the split season, too, yeah, yeah. where uh, the Cardinals had the best record in that division when you added all the games together. But uh, the Expos uh, ended up uh, winning it, uh, and uh, the Dodgers go on to beat the Yankees in the World Series. 1987, Woody Woodward resigns as the Yankees GM. Lou Pinella is named the GM. And guess what? Billy Morton is named the Yankee manager for the fifth and final time. <laughs> Unbelievable. 1991, the longest uh, NCAA football game uh, took place up until that time. It took three hours and 52 minutes as Rhode Island beats Maine 52-30. to 30. Uh, I must have typed something wrong. It says six overtimes. I don't know how you can beat somebody 52-30 to 30 in six overtimes, but that's what I saw. Maybe I didn't type it right. Elsewhere in 1996, the Brave beat the Yankees by a record-tying 11 runs, 12-1 to in a World Series game. In 2005, in the National League Championship Series, Astros finally make the World Series as they beat the Cardinals four games to two. The only thing memorable about that series was Albert Pujols hit that Titanic home run in the uh, fourth game or fifth game to send it back to St. Louis, and I think they're still looking for that ball. Uh, that hit on top of the railroad tracks uh, and uh, at Minute Maid Park. Elsewhere in 2006, National League Championship, Cardinals beat the Mets 4-3. to And again, uh, Adam Rainwright strikes out, uh, uh, oh, I can't think of the player there, uh, Beltran to uh, end the game. 2008, Major League, uh, American League Championship, Tampa Bay Rays make their first appearance as they beat the Red Sox four games to three for their first World Series appearance. And why were we having trouble remembering that when you had it in front of you? Yeah, and I typed it yesterday. That's right. I, it's amazing. Yeah. I, but <laughs> what I remember about that, uh, I was in Key West for two consecutive World Series, and, um, yeah, the, the Tampa series was memorable because I'm in Florida and there's a lot of Tampa fans. Yep. And then the next year, uh, the Red Sox, um, uh, there were a ton of Boston people down Key West. Uh, in fact, a lot of body painting uh, oh, yes. had to do with the Red Sox. And, oh, yes. Uh, you know, that, that time of year, uh, sure. things going on in Key West. Oh, yes. Anyway, uh, elsewhere, birthdays today. One of the great names of baseball born on this date, of course, in 1876, Mordecai Three Finger Brown, Hall of Fame pitcher, World Series champ in seven and eight, National League wins leader in 09, ERA leader, uh, played with the Cubs, born in Niceville, Indiana. Born on this day also in 1962, Evander Holyfield, the Olympic boxing bronze champion in 88, world champion in 90 and 92. I uh, wonder if he's still looking for his ear uh, <laughs> in that regard, our ears. Elsewhere, born in uh, Atmore, Alabama. Also on this date, born on this date, former NFL guard with the New Orleans Saints, Jim Dombrowski. Uh, born on this date uh, in that regard. In, in today's thought, uh, I, I saw this. I just thought it was amazing. Uh, this is uh, Tookie Lockhart, who was talking about her grandson, Lynn, uh, Lynn Barker. 
And uh, he said, you know, tell Lynn I'm so very proud of him. I hope he does better next time. Of course, Lynn Barker had just pitched a perfect game <laughs> in the major leagues. And Grandma <laughs> was wanting to say, I hope he does better next time. Elsewhere, the quote of the day by former President John F. Kennedy. Uh, and hard to believe <laughs> with this statement. Anyway, no presidential campaign can seriously begin until after the World Series. Of course, we're talking about the World Series going to be played in November. Uh, usually the presidential campaigns really heat up after Labor Day. You know, once again, it's a reminder that uh, it wasn't always where they campaigned for four years for president. That's right. That's right. Amazing uh, how that, that times have changed. Because who would have thought we'd been playing football in February? I mean, the convention system was so much different prior it was. to 68, maybe. Yeah, you remember they also had favorite sons. You know, people would nominate their favorite son to get all the adulation and the, all the, the excitement and all that would be generated through the uh, conventions. But not to be. When you get to the convention, it's just uh, everything exactly, you know, just uh, – Everybody knows what's going to take place by then. So anyway, some, some great books, uh, I think, written by Ted Sorensen, the making of the president books, uh, really uh, do a great job of uh, explaining how the system worked uh, back yeah. in you know, the 50s and into the early 60s. Uh, things started to change a little yeah. bit. But everybody has a primary today, it seems like. Uh, yeah. And you know uh, kind of who's coming through it and all that. So anyway, that's what it is today. Hump Day, Wednesday, uh, August, uh, August, October the 19th here on Kane Radio, Hump Day. And uh, I don't know if you have any late breaking news, Jeff, in that regard with regards to any no, subjects. I, looked, I didn't see anything uh, necessarily breaking. But uh, again, a reminder tomorrow on the show, a couple of head coaches again scheduled uh, about 730. Josh Learman at Nish. And at 8 o'clock, Carol Olivier, a Kadiana Christian uh, school, getting ready to wrap up their regular season. That's right. And, of course, a big game tomorrow night as uh, Lorville Tigers entertain uh, Ascension Episcopal Blue Gators. And Friday night, uh, again, uh, the Tigers of Generate come to play the Bears at Highland Baptist. So two big games here on Kane Radio. And uh, just uh, look forward to uh, seeing the outcome of those games. Absolutely. Big thanks to today's guest, uh, Rick Hudson, over at Highland Baptist. And again, um, Artie Laus couldn't join us today, but we'll look forward to uh, him joining us next Wednesday as well. And as always, thanks to our sponsors, including the Headache and Pain Center. By the way, Dr. Um, Jimmy Ponder Jr. going to join us uh, on November 1st uh, to talk a little bit about the Headache and Pain Center. Schwing Insurance, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, and Jacob Landry, candidate for state rep district number 49, and that election again next fall, not this fall. We'll uh, send it to news brought to us by David Funeral.